0: welcome welcome to planning face syndicate episode 25 let the past die to become what you are meant to be tonight our show is going to have a couple of different things of course we're going to talk about the road rules we're going to talk about some of the new things AMG did um that they're testing um but we're really going to address their on stream thing that they had on Thursday I know we did a live show slash whatever we did on Thursday but this one is going to cover it more in depth and get everybody's opinion. Afternoon, Twitchy. And we're also going to cover our Crate Cup because uh, we made finals. Yay! And then we're going to talk about the top cut for the Alderon Championship, plus a little bit about my shameful run. With that being said, why don't we bring in my two favorite people in the whole wide world. Mr. Pickle himself, the master of flesh and blood. And JJ, I tried to buy a ticket, but they just wouldn't let me in. How are you guys tonight?
1: I'm so didn't. confused. <laughs> 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 so I tried uh to uh to go into the open um or into all the run and um I, I just didn't pull the trigger in time and unfortunately I didn't participate this weekend. I would have loved to, um, but the, the it just wasn't in the cards for me today. Oh, so you had an invite but weren't able to? No, no, no. they had twenty five tickets open, uh, like at the end of Friday night, or oh. Thursday. and then I just, I just couldn't pull the trigger. So, man, gotta well, get trigger happy with that stuff, man.
2: <coughs> you do.
0: And Charles, you played in an event this weekend, correct?
2: Yeah, it was a pretty large event, and I went to the Orlando Calling, which was a three tier event. So they had the national championships that started Friday morning. We had the calling that started Saturday morning, and then they did the pro quest that started this morning, which the final prize of the pro quest is you get, uh, uh, I think it's the top eight get invites to join their professional tour, which is like a, like a paid gig to play flesh and blood. That's, that's the dream right there. Um, I say, did
0: you get, did you get, paid? are you going to get paid now? Or are you leaving the podcast to become yeah, a flesh yeah, and not, bug I'm guy?
2: Not, no, I didn't. I didn't participate in the pro quest today. I was, uh, I was burnt out. Hey, Nobby, how's it going? Um, I uh, Let's just say I had some pretty hardcore pull luck. And over the course of the weekend, I pulled over $1,000 worth of cards and traded them for sealed cases of product and probably quadrupled the size of my collection. So, uh, JJ, when you're ready to build your deck, let me know. I got plenty of cards for you, my friend. Yeah, I'm ready. Right on. Fair enough. So today they had the
0: Alderon Finals Championship. But before we get into that, I thought we talk a little bit about Crate Cup. So obviously the image for tonight's show is based on the winner of the Alderon Championship. Um one I did not expect to see in the top cut and I'll tell every, we'll, it, we'll get in we'll get into that in a minute cuz I'll go through kind of my experience, you know, where I was and and stuff like that for the day. But to begin with, Charles, we we just made top cut. Or not talk about, We made finals for Crate Cup this week, or Woo! technically last week. Um, I don't know what days they are in for, and I think we get a one week breather, is what John said. So I hope so because I think John uh left the city, and I hope he brought his laptop to play because I don't think I can compete as well as John did. Yeah, so. he
2: is. Uh, <laughs> he is currently driving. Uh, family members from Michigan to Florida. Uh, and then he is going to be here on Wednesday. They are spending a day at universal studios. Uh, and then Wednesday evening, I will be meeting him at the city walk for a drink. Cause I haven't seen him since I was up there for our little in-person tournament that we did. So
0: that'll be awesome. That's Wednesday. You guys are getting together.
2: Yep. I'll take a picture
0: and yeah, make sure you post, take a picture. Post it. You get it in our discord or in on our Facebook
2: too Um, bad. We couldn't get into like Hollywood studios or anything. And we could have taken like a picture in front of an X-Wing or something like that. That (laughs) would have been really cool. Oh yeah. That would have been great.
0: Maybe next time. Well, you you know what?
2: Maybe, maybe later this year, if travel opens back up, we'll finagle some, uh, some Florida resident passes for Chris and John. And you guys can come down and we'll do a planning phase syndicate day at uh, the star Wars park. Uh, that would be awesome because I
0: remember how I requested I wanted a lightsaber. Uh, if that could happen and the world opens up and we have like a, a X-Wing tournament down there, I still have my miles I got to use. It might work out for me to fly down there and it might work out so I could just get my own lightsaber while I'm down there. Um, yeah. Because I would like to do it myself, but I don't think the experience matters enough for me to I say, well, I still wholeheartedly.
2: want one. I disagree yeah. wholeheartedly. I've yeah. done it. I've done it. And it's... I again so let's let's be frank and honest right i'm 39 it's not like there's no dis you there is a suspension of disbelief that happens because you know you're in disney and you know that they're paid actors and you know this stuff but the amount of detail that they put into like it's a hidden place in the park that You're not allowed to say the word lightsaber because the first order is around. So they're selling you ancient like junk parts and it's all like super secretive about how you do it. And then they take you into like the back room off the side of the souvenir shop. And it's all like, like smuggly type stuff for you to be able to build your lightsaber. It's just, it's so cool. The experience. Yes, you can buy your own like You can go and buy a legacy saber and it's still cool. They're awesome. But the the experience for me as a lifetime Star Wars fan was it was outstanding, dude. Like it was good enough that I would do it again. I would go pay two hundred dollars to build a to build another lightsaber just to have the experience again. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully they have a tournament down in Florida area and maybe maybe that'll just work out in my benefit.
1: We'll see. You never know.
2: It was it was much better than the droid
1: depot because that was trash. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll share some blue milk together and uh yeah it's well, hold on we'll, do it.
2: we'll share some adult blue milk cuz oh yeah yeah buddy yeah, yeah that, buddy. that's the one that's <laughs> the one with tequila in it right yes yes it is yeah yes. <laughs> mm.
0: anyway so we made crate cup top finals uh we don't know what's going to happen i don't think we're going to change our list though i may violate johns independent calculate rule and take independent calculates because when we talk about alderon guess who made top cut with independent freaking calculates on their droid swarm. <clears throat> John, we're going to have that conversation. I know you don't like it, but, um, but I don't know. So it was fun. Um, I, I, I think we, I think we did pretty well. I'm a two, I'm two and two. Charles is two and two. And John is three and one overall Thank God for
2: John. Cause without John, I don't think we'd be,
0: <laughs> well, we obviously would not be in the cut if John. had lost. No, I will tell you, if we get, if, if, it, with if they had implemented the no free evades from gas clouds rule, then that one game that I played against all those Jedis, I would have won that game. Oh, yeah. The amount of free, free gas of cloud evades that you got, I probably would have easily won
2: that. So. Yeah, I agree, Nobby. I agree. The, the droid thingy is kitschy and I want a droid just so that I can buy the sticker kit online to make it look like slave one. Um, but it's not the level of detail that they went into for the lightsaber experience. But Nobby says that you must do it for the experience, Chris.
0: Yeah, I know, but I don't have the thousands of dollars to just get a lightsaber. So that's $199.99
2: bro. Yeah, but I got to pay for the plane tickets. You just said you had miles just come down. You don't got to pay for a hotel. You can sleep on my couch.
0: We'll see. (laughs) My wife might not like that too, but we'll see. Maybe you know what? Maybe Minda gets really nasty in Michigan here in January and I don't want to be here anymore. It makes sense.
2: Chris, your your wife can't say no if you have to take a business trip.
0: <laughs> well, hence why I took a new job so I couldn't didn't take business trips anymore. So, unfortunately, that cat is gone.
2: There's so. no there's a healthcare worker convention <laughs> in Orlando. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you're killing me you're, you're killing insane. me smalls
1: <laughs>
0: anyway so yeah hopefully hey Nobby, that'd be kind of cool if we play you guys in top cut um you know so we ran x wings v ones and then we ran i ran a droid swarm so we were Nabi- very
2: swarmy <laughs> if we draw Nobby and he's not playing resistance a wings i'm gonna be very upset with him
0: we can look right now i bet you i bet you we could figure out if Nobby's actually playing resistance a wings We'll give you Nobby. You got you got a few. Just one A wing, okay, Charles. There you go. It's You're just banned, one A wing.
2: Nobby, ban hammer, Psh, gone. All that crap talking about
0: how good they were.
2: Yep. And then he doesn't run them. Tisk tisk tisk, Nobby.
0: All right. So we're gonna switch over, and we're gonna, let's talk Alderaan. So next week, and I promise next week, what we're gonna do is we are gonna have a um the actual uh. Breakdowns a little bit differently, right? So, technically speaking, we have a we could go through on a high level the breakdowns, but like what we did two weeks ago when we analyzed it along with everything, I don't have that prepared because they just finished the finals. I don't know what two hours ago or something like that, correct?
2: Yeah, I think, I think so. it was about
0: two hours ago. Yeah. Um, right. Come on, hurry up. Yeah, so I mean we can look at a high level, but I want we'll go through the actual percentage rates and all of these other things next week. What I really wanted to do um to dash um what I really wanted to do is go through and um talk about each of the different lists this week, right? Cuz I think that's important. The question is, do you all want to start with um top 32, top 16, top 8? Where do you all want to start with this whole sh- sh- chagrin again.
1: Let's do uh, let's do top sixteen. Um, since we have the data for uh, right the breakdown of those lists there, and then if we have time, we can go to the full top thirty-two. All
0: right. So you go ahead and shout out the first one in the top sixteen, and I'll search the list up, and we'll go there. Sure thing.
1: Uh, you should have the um the backup already. Top yep. Yeah, I'm Marl so, Um, so starting with the. The very first one here is going to be for our winner, uh, Alex Mogensen. Um, a, he was running a first order list here. Kylo Ren in the Thai Silencer with extreme maneuvers, sensor scramblers, and ion torpedoes. And then he has Lieutenant Tabson in the Upsilon with, uh, with nothing on it. And then Breach in the Thai SE Bomber with advanced proton torpedoes, ion missiles, nets, and seismic charges. Uh, very very solid list. I actually got to watch the um, the two games that he was on the last two games. Um, the second on the top four, um, he had this incredible move uh, where he was battling the Django uh, Grievous and I forget what the other one was, but essentially um, Django came in to finish off Tavson. He intentionally took the um, the two damages that uh, that Django. Uh, did onto him basically overkilling him and he was able to coordinate um a boost to um or coordinate a target lock into boost into kylo to get into range two and kylo's now fully modded onto a jammed um, jango fetch which he actually used the his last action to jam and he just punished uh jango fett and he ended up taking that and it was one of the most brilliant big brain moves I've ever seen Um, somebody use Tavison for um, to coordinate that uh, that clutch move with Kylo. It was fantastic. Great game.
0: Yeah. And I think I think there's a couple of things, right? So we talked about Dash being a menace. I heard rumors that Tavison used to be a menace, but I haven't really seen him make a splash. But I played against um, I played against a list that I thought was pretty dope. Where they had Tavison with Gonk Droid. Get this Gonk Droid on Tavison. tam's no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and then they then they had Captain Phasma in an SF SF with um the special forces gunner, and then they had two of the bombers, right? And the bombers are not memorable, but this is what this guy did T- two things, right? So Tavison. When I finally got behind Tavison with my swarm, which once that happened, Tavison was done for. If you shoot at Captain Phasma, she passes one of the damages off to Tavison. So until you start burning Tavison down, like it's almost pointless to shoot at that at that stupid ship. It's just better to avoid it or block it so it gets an inopportune shot. With the Special Forces Gunner, when it faces the front, it's it's a four dice attack, right? You know? Then so Tafson will come in, and and I'll tell you how... You want to know how many times freaking Tafson jammed me? Like, jammed Watt? Almost every time. Just like, hands down, it was like, oh, you're in range? Jam Watt. You're in range? Jam Watt. I can't shoot you, but I'm gonna jam you. And it's like, damn it, well, there goes my focus token. Um, But anyway, so... But towards the end of the match, it, I finally got the bombers out. One of the bombers off, the other bomber was on one health, and on the other side of the map... I've got three or four droids all pointed at Tafson and at Phasma, right? Plus what? I'm going to shoot and they're continuing to just pass it off. Tafson had two health left. After two shots into Phasma, you could just keep passing one damage off every time. That's pretty that's pretty crazy. And Tafson can then throw a charge to, you know, to use his, you know, special, hey, let me do something. So that he could reinforce, which I don't think really did any anything for him you can only pass one damage and i stopped bothering to shoot at tafsen i just shot at phasma and let phasma kill tafsen <laughs> um <laughs> but you know that would that's how we got that jam off you know so then i lost my focus token on on what but that's crazy right and you can use gonk droid that way if gonk droid's active you could spend your one your one energy to um you know use gonk droid to regen a shield. crazy mm-hmm.
2: Sounds yeah, gets... a uh, bodyguard mechanic that Shizor has in the yes. in the Star Viper but that is just worthless because there's never anybody that's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, um, it gets even better when you consider that he can equip um, Biohex Crypt Codes and he can ignore the range restriction for jam as long as he has a lock on that on that defender so he can get a long distance uh target lock on you and then as you know even if he's going around the board well away from you he can uh just continuously jam you as long as he has that lock it's it's really really crazy crazy Mm -hmm. so wait i have a question on that Mm -hmm. so
2: Ignoring the range restrictions means that Tabson essentially becomes Manoroo for jams in 1.0 Manoroo. Mm -hmm. Because when I hear ignore the range restriction, I think that you can just jam outside of range 2. But I would assume that the the intent was, and maybe it's just poorly worded, but the intent would be to allow you to jam up to range 3, not just for the entire board, right?
1: So the... The wording on biohexa says, while you coordinate or jam, if you have a lock on a ship, you may spend that lock to choose that ship ignoring range restrictions. So that means it can go even beyond range three. Oh, okay. Um, So, yeah.
0: Now, what's the probability Tafson's going to be beyond range three after they have a lock unless they use sensor buoy? But they could use sensor buoy, and they could do that. So especially if you have a smaller list. Like, in my list, if you don't kill Watt, it doesn't matter if Watt doesn't get the shots, right? If Watt doesn't have ships that have calculates on them, it's not as it's not as important to take Watt off the board. But if every one of my ships is getting actions, um, and every one of them has calculates and all of that, then taking Watt off the board means you take that three to four dice gun that's you know there off the board as fast as possible. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so that was the top list. The next one is. Joel Springle. And do you want to take it, uh, Charles, or do you want us to?
2: Um, Where are we? This is near
0: and dear to your heart.
2: Joel Springle. there. Oh. Mm. We got Scum X-Wings. I'm kidding. There's no such thing. But it's about as close as you will ever get. It's the Kiraz Fighters, but instead of doing the I-1s with Torkoal, He instead went for the I3 Black Sun Aces and threw Predator on all of them. And while I was not able to watch it live, I fully intend on going back and watching the replay because this seems like it's oppressive.
0: Yeah, I he was there was only a few six and O's and he is one of them.
1: Yeah, he was first in Swiss. In his um in his interview when they were interviewing him at the end, he said that he had won all his matches, um like two hundred to whatever points he gave up. So he was he was like winning, like taking them off the board. And I saw the match, or at least the end part of the match where he was uh, facing off against uh, the dash list in the top sixteen. Um, just just a master of just um the way that he set up his formation. He called it the Snaggle two formation. Uh, where he would have one in the center, two facing at a uh, 22 and a half angle, and then two outer ones at a, uh, at a 45 degree angle. And he was catching the the bullseye for the Predator um, as he was coming in and like just hurting um, the opponent's list to wherever he wanted to. And man, he was just, that that was a masterclass on finding Kyraxes, not for nothing.
0: Yeah, I couldn't I, I believe love it.
1: Them. They're terrible, but I love them.
0: Yeah, he yep. was super good at it, man. Holy crap! And it's an easy, like it's an easy list, right? It, like, there's not a bunch of upgrades. It's five ships with Predator. That's it. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I I thought about trying to fly that. I don't even own five Kirx fighters. I only own two, so I don't. I do. I. <laughs> you you do you own five?
2: I do. Uh, because in 1.0, there was a, a subsequent release of like a re-release of the Kiraz fighter when they did the new title for it uh and it came with a red painted star viper yeah. and in that pack there was like an upgrade and I needed multiple copies of that upgrade Harpoon so missile. I yep harpoon missile so yeah. I bought three of those and I already had two Kiraz fighters to begin with so I wound up with that's how I wound up with eight star vipers
1: um so yeah <sighs> Oh, gosh, I hope that that card never makes his head <laughs> in <since I> <laughs> 2.0. That was... That's
2: not the most anti-swarm card in the history of the game. Yeah. So when it hit, Chris, it dealt one damage to every ship at range one of what
1: the ship had hit.
0: Okay, that sounds broken.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can trigger multiple times. It was crazy because it would basically add like a status effect of Harpoonge. And then you can, it would trigger whenever a crit goes through. So you can actually put multiple harpoons on a ship. And then when one crit uh, gets through, it triggers all the harpoons. So you can literally deal like, you know, two to four damage to every ship around it. Like it, it was just nuts. It was
2: it was the anti-swarm meta uh, missile. Mm-hmm.
0: Ugh. All right, let's move. Man, you're making me depressed. Let's move on.
2: <laughs> Talk about, we're talking about 1.0, like army vets. Talk about NOM. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guidance ships. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Guidance ships. Oh, my God. forgot about that.
0: All right. So, Mike Messiah ran a list I like and kind of prefer. Grievous with Treacherous, Imperium Plating, Solus 1. Django with Dooku, Conternet, FTC and hull upgrade and DBS uh, hyena bomber with APT seismics independent calculates and landing struts so nothing special we've seen this before um I do like like I said I, I do like this list um personally and I've I've flown this list one or two times the next one
2: so that's literally just the um zam list but swapping in django for zam since zam went up in point so much
0: yeah basically yep basically yeah, yeah. it's um uh, it's closer to that brewer cret list right that we had before mm-hmm. um it's like that but instead of putting that down it, it's a different play style that you know your dbs 404 is like a crappy Fen, basically um because essentially what he's doing is he can take APT and do the same thing Fenn does.
2: John's not here to defend it, so a crappy Fenn is still better than a good fell. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, I'm not going to bother to counter that. I'm just going to keep moving. Um, <laughs> ben Wetton is the next one. He's flying and here. here we have an appearance of tri-fighters. He has two tri-fighters, um, both the phallic's I think both Flack. Uh, Flack. Flack, Flack, all right <laughs> Flack <laughs> <With R-Fall>. F- <laughs> fcs and treacherous then he has w- one hyena bomber with probe droids landing struts and plasmas and then three of vultures with discords and grappling struts
1: yeah really solid list um the flak uh tri fighters they can spend their locks at the end of the um uh, during the system phase, I believe in, they could take a peek at the dials, uh, for the opponents that they have locked on. Um, so really good combo with the, the DRK probe droids. Um, they can help set up those discord missiles, um, for the vultures, uh, cause you, you have advanced knowledge of where they're going to go and the separate bomber could just park and just set up a plasma torpedo, whatever it needs to. So it's a, it's a really solid list. They can really, um, punch in damage
0: yeah I, i'm i kind of in i kind of like this and i i think this is good again i keep i shouldn't i should stop running separate because it feels like that's all i run nowadays but um this is definitely something i want to try because i've wanted those tri fighters to, to be good for a while and i've never been able to make them you know be good and live so all right who's their next one
2: nicholas god really Oh, that was what Ben Wetton, we th- right?
0: Yeah, that was Ben Wetton. Yeah.
2: Nicholas God, I would assume he's running on the Godshot shot list, but I'm not 100% on that. Yep, that bit it ran? it's
0: it's almost the same one. Yep. It, it, you want to so, you want to take it?
2: Yeah, I yeah. got it. I got it. It's it's scum. Back off, JJ.
0: <laughs> Damn.
2: So, okay with the Moldy Crow, uh, Jostero and Tarani, as you do. Uh, with the cluster missiles and R five TK, so that you can trigger uh, Tarani's ability off of targeting a friendly ship with the uh, uh, with that bullseye arc that Tarani gets, and then Pelob Pelob's the hawk that just he's the focus bank, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Steeler. Yeah,
2: standard, <laughs> standard Nick God salad. Whatever he can put in to fly with Justero and Tarani.
0: So Dalen obros is a unique choice, right? We've talked about that on the show more than one time now.
2: I think that Dalen is a unique choice. I, again, it's not something that you see very often. Um, especially, not only do you not see Star Vipers very often, but it's either a generic or Gurry and there is no in between um but dalen is the one that john flew in one of our first community challenges where after you complete a maneuver I you know. can rotate 90 degrees for stress uh so you just fly it with uh elusive and do the best you can but it, it was a lot of fun
0: i know i had to face it
2: <clears throat> oh did you how did you yeah. do against it
0: you know how i did i've been eating or rose or somebody i don't i had some stupid that's
2: right i'm sorry i thought you meant you faced it in alderaan no 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 you had to play against that yeah because i built your list for you that was the uh hey we're gonna build crappy lists for each other and then force each other to play them so i gave you the 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 mobile fortress
0: (laughs) yeah see how well that took off for the show
2: all right
1: (laughs) jj you want
0: to take the next one it's beer it's beren mangu
1: Yeah, so he was flying first order, uh, another appearance of Taz in here with Center Buoy suite, and then three first order uh, tie Bombers with feedback ping and advanced proton torpedoes and proximity mines. And um, on the two games that I saw um, him, one before the cut and one after, um, just setting up that feedback ping with Center Buoy Suite, uh, really, really strong, uh, because he would park it behind an obstacle, and then it would... um, it would be like close enough for when the opposing um, the opposing player would uh, get close to it. It would trigger feedback ping, which sets up the immense proton torpedoes. And then they would have double modern shots. And he, he definitely used it to great effect. Really solid list.
0: All right. Who's our next one?
1: Uh, I think it's Tim
2: King is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's going to be Rebel Beef. I don't know. I'm guessing because it's Rebel Alliance and that's the only thing that makes Top Cut is Rebel Beef. So,
0: Yeah, you mean Dash, Jake, and Ahsoka? There you go. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Dash, the only Dexter special handling. thing about
0: this is he has Stealth Device.
2: Hey, he's trying to win you over, Chris.
0: hes They're trying. I still hate Dash. Fuck Dash. <laughs> I don't care
2: where what- I think that's his official name ever since 1.0. Nobody likes Dash.
0: Dash is broken and should be banned. They'll be happy when they ban him. All right. We're I don't we're not gonna focus on that. Next one is Connor Holmes, Ryan, <laughs> Changozam. Uh really other than they stripped it down to Thermal, Seismic, and Dooku and Pelp. Uh this is I, I, I guess there you go. It's not the best um ship in the list or the ship or list now, but it still can make cut. I mean, look at that.
2: What what is that? Fire, what is his top eight? Are overpowered. Uh, yeah, I think we're st- he is top eight because the next is into the top sixteen, but he is the rounding out the six and three in the top eight.
0: Now it looks like there is one Zam ship, a crew, two Zam ships, two
2: yeah, crews. When you make Zam so expensive, it just drops off.
0: So essentially, they. It, it, it essentially, it was three Zam crews and four lists, four Zam ships so far. Yep, five crews and three ships. So at least we know now Zam's been taken down a little bit. Um, the next one I'm actually very uh, excited about this next one too. This is Clint Clint Houston, and he's running Obi and ahsoka and delta sevens and then three volunteer v-wings three
2: Esk v-wings
0: yep Esk v-wings
2: so i Did know we... what besh does because obviously i fly besh but jj what is uh, you're like the uh yeah the mental
1: genius when it comes to knowing <laughs> what the text on every card is so what does esque do So first off, it's a free upgrade now uh, since the last point upgrade. So they're they're basically stapled on there. But it essentially allows you to spend a critical result um, to add an Ion uh, during the the resolve um, dice phase after everything is modded. So you can um, just punch in an Ion um, instead of suffering a crit has its corner cases and I think he only triggered it once from the one of the top 16 games uh, that I saw him play on um but beyond that it really if you're trading a crit for ion I mean uh, it's I think okay. it would
2: depend on the placement if I could land yeah. three ships on a one defense or three shots on a one defense ship and get the ion through and have like uh marksmanship or something on them to where i'm going to get a crit to be able to force the ion through and then ion somebody off the board i might but
1: i can't think of a situation where i would want to trade a crit damage for an ion yeah like if if you can guarantee that ship is going to land on a rock for instance and you know that they're going to go over it at least twice you know um it could it could be useful possibly you know um especially if the crit is going to go to shields right but other than that, it's it's a very, very small like edge case on where you are can use that ability, really.
0: All right. Next list is juice. I don't even know how to say his last name, Vision.
2: Yeah. Sounds close cool. enough. <laughs> okay. Sorry, right, dash I you am so good, Jake. Imagine that.
0: No, we're not gonna ban all three agility ships. Just dash. Just dash. I'm down and for and all
2: three code. agility ships. Yeah, and any with three red dice. Yep, just get rid of them all. That includes Navi's A-Wings. All the A-Wings are gone.
1: So 7B Jedi survive?
2: Yeah, unless they, unless they put on the upgrade and then they're gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we have another instance of Dash. I will say I'm kind of excited not to see a million dashes in the cut. Yeah. So there was only a couple. Um, I, I like this list a little bit more only because they have vector cannons on both of them and... Um, they put starboard Slash on Jake, and I, I don't think this person was on, on stream, but if they are, let me know. I, I will go back and watch that because I just want to see if Jake ever triggers that. Like, that sounds really cool. Like, I don't think that that's going to happen, but if it does, that would be cool. And obviously, if they're using instinctive aim and patience on Ahsoka, they're probably using the coordinate um a little bit more than that other list we saw
1: was. Yeah.
0: And I think patience is really good on Ahsoka, even though it's it's a weird, it's weird, it's it's a, it's just a weird thing to be in. But she's definitely the coordinator, which just shows how much Dash can take off the board, you know. All right, who's I-
1: next? So next up we got brendan Osman damon with a separatist list um he has dfs 311 vulture droid uh with independent calculations um it allows him to fling over a calculate over to one of his buddies then he has a techno union bomber um with ion missiles probe droids independent calculations in the struts and then we got one two three four five six vultures Uh, Three of them with struts and ion missiles and the independent calculations and the other three with discord missiles and the struts and independent calculations.
0: John, I hope you listen to this post post production. (laughs) I'm telling you, I mean, look at this. This is a this is a droid list that may cut with independent calculations on it. Now, this is a very um, control list, right? I mean, that's really what this is, you know. I've ran DFS 311, but every time I run that droid, they just try to kill it first. <laughs> like It's just like everybody focuses on it. It's dead within the first round because everybody focuses on that one droid. Um, <clears throat> and I don't really think that droid's that great in the long run. Like It's nice to be able to give the calculate. Obviously, I, I'm guessing the way that, that they run this list is they throw the probe droids out, they move in slow, they take locks, and then whatever the first engagement is, somebody's People are getting nine because those are those are three dice shots from those droids with no range on it. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. This looks like a fun list, too. I think people at my local are going to get super pissed if I keep running droids, So I don't think so. <laughs> no, you don't think so?
2: Nah, they're used to you by now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've only ran
0: droids once since i played there this summer. Alright, who's next? Seems like we got a lot of separatists in this lot here.
2: So uh, we got the uh, is Y'all on yeah, with Separatist. I wonder, did he do the droid swarm or did he go with the uh, fire spray? He
1: neither, he, neither actually.
0: He went with three HMPs. Uh, two of them are the Geonosians with sync lasers. Whoop do. The Separatist predator with diamond boron DK one probe droids. And then Grievous with Kraken instead of Impervious Plating and Solus One and Treacherous.
2: So I really think that Fawn is just good enough that it, he could fly like the worst ships in this game and still make top cut because it's <laughs> freaking Fawn Long on.
0: I, I don't know. These, these HMPs are better than what people think, give them credit for, unless you have Dengar. Um, Dengar uh and two fangs facing them at range one, but you know, that was a great cup that somebody took my HMP off the board first engagement. So
1: the Geonosium prototypes is, is uh really nice, especially with the uh the single laser cannons there, because um, they can basically always give them a three die gun and um and always keep time on target. And that's what's really great about the, the geonosium prototypes with the single laser cannons. Um, especially, especially with the the repulsor list, because you can just constantly like sides, um, side slip and keep or keep your arc facing uh, to keep your opponents in there. You know, all you got to do is just basically skirt that edge. And then um, I, I do want to see if there was a, a a cast of him playing this list because I want to see how you ran Grievous. Normally, you see Grievous as a flanker, like just offset. Um, but because he has Kraken, I wonder if he stood close to the HMPs to still have them hang on to those calculates, um, to always have Sync Laser on, and um, and see how he did there. I, so, I think so, yeah.
2: Story time real quick. This is just an interesting little tidbit of my life. Uh, the January before COVID hit, I was lucky enough that my company sent me to Amsterdam for our big company, Shindig. Uh, And I got to meet up with a bunch of people in Amsterdam and actually play X-Wing at a bar. Uh, Because that's what they do there. You drink beer while you play X-Wing. Because I think better about my maneuvers when I can't think at all. Um, (laughs) And Fawn was actually there that night playing X-Wing at just like his local. And that's where I stole the idea of the three uh, I-1 Fangs. The two I-1 M3As with uh, tractor beams and the one... um, the mining guild tie that was that was Fon Long idea. I will openly admit that I stole it from him. So, you go.
0: <laughs> it is a solid list. All right. Next one is a Rebel Alliance list with Hera and the B Wing, synced laser cannons, S foils, fire control, Jake with rockets, Lieutenant Blout, which somebody needs to bring that card up because I don't know what. Lieutenant blout
1: does. If you have another, um, another friendly at range one of the defender, you get to roll an additional die.
0: Okay, all right, that's pretty good. Then they have AP five with K two S O, the Phantom title, and then arval with Predator and Intimidation. Um, I like. I think this is a cool list too. I've not seen this combination before at all. So, and I hope they put this guy in. Strength, personally.
1: Yeah, uh, the Arvo combo with Blount. I mean, you get Arvo in if you land the block with Intimidation. You now I have turned on Blount's ability to roll three dice shot, and they're rolling one less, and then you get hit by Arvo. And it's it's definitely a a really good list when you um when you set it up right.
0: Cool. All right. Did we lose Charles? We lost Charles. All right. Next one. You want to take the next
1: one? Yep. Absolutely. So we got Daniel Lim, I, uh, which is Isofane, uh, running the Separatist Alliance with Captain Seer, with Soldus One, the DFS 311 Vulture Droids, and then six Separatist Vulture Droids with struts and independent calculations. Very, very, very strong list. I've actually, um, uh, I was actually working with this list in the beginning when he first came out with this because he was. Looking to like try out this particular archetype with independent calculations with seer and um and independent calculations. If you get someone in bullseye, you're punching in damage. It's a very, very offensive list, it does a lot of damage. And if you can't take out the drones um early, they're gonna do some serious damage to you over time. So it's a, a really, really good list.
0: Yeah, it looks like we have two now. And stop, cut the head the calculations, <laughs> John. All right. I, I, yeah, there's nothing special other than the independent calculations I wanted to point out. <clears throat> Who's the next
1: one? J.M. now, I think. <laughs> uh, running a Galactic Republic list. Uh, he has Sinker, Arc uh, 170 with R4P, R4P, Astromech. I uh, haven't seen Sinker in a while. Uh, two seven squad veteran arc 170s, one with Mark Sable Closure, uh, with the R4P Astromech, the other one with Intimidation with Veteran Tail Gunner and R4P Astromech, and then another one, another Arc 170 with March Sable Closure and R4P Astromech. Uh really solid tanky list. Uh Singer providing those rerolls to his other Arc 170s. And um, and then he has that one Arc 170 that just kind of leads the way to set up the intimidation uh for the other um the other arc 170s to just pound in um really interesting to have mark stable closure on the arc 170s i'm guessing that he probably chose either uh gas clouds um for whenever he absolutely needs to go over it just so he can add on the strain um, to his opponent when they go through Uh, because mark stable closure actually affects enemy ships from range one to two and with a medium base that is a wide arc um, So you can get some strain early, especially on lower initiative shifts that can't uh, shake it off. And then you just punish. So it's it's a, a nice archetype there.
0: Yeah, I've never ran. I don't think I own four arcs. <laughs> I think I own two. I actually do think I own two arcs in, in the Republic, but I, I, I think that's it. Um, I think I bought two of them because I wanted to run two of them with Warthog and some Jedi at some point. Um, yeah, Navi, the, the answer to the independent calcs discussion is me and John for crate Cup have been discussing whether independent calculate is worth it. And I'm running Watt and seven drones with um K2B4 and um and Solus One on Watt. And I think that the independent calculates are underutilized, and I think that they could actually be pretty amazing. Um, for what they do. I, it, but John is not sold on it. John thinks the shared calculations are better. And I'll be honest, my play style, because it lends to that, because I do technically barrel roll calculate quite a bit. Um, which that's just a play style I have. So I think this play style with droids, not barreling, rolling and taking the independent calculates and just running block, 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 block. Um, I think it's pretty good i don't know i i i hope they have daniel m on um on video because it'd be fun to see um see that all right the next one i'm not even you, you want to pronounce any next one <laughs>
1: uh matisha Mandurov. yeah sounds good uh <laughs> running resistance uh poe dameron in the t in the t-70 x-wing uh, with integrated S foils and jamming beam. Um, it looks like this is the heroes, uh, heralds of hope, uh, Podamron, because it's a cheaper one, uh, 455. Uh, then we have Just Papa uh, with MG, uh, excuse me, M9G8 and integrated S foils and jamming beam. M9G8 is the uh, locker friendly and gets a reroll and attack die. Um, and then a Red Squadron Vet with R68. So we actually have to look that one up. And then Kazuto Ziono with R5 Astromech. Um, I did catch, um, I believe this was a top 16 match, uh, where in the beginning, uh, Kaz just used the R5 Estromech to just repair the face down, um, damage of the adds, and then just always roll three, uh, three dice, um, really solid list. And it gets a ton of, uh, double mods all the way around. So
0: do you know what the R6 D8 droid does?
1: I do not. That one eludes me.
0: Okay. So I believe, I should probably double check this. I believe that is the droid that for one of the lists I played against, that is the astromech that I actually had to deal with on Poe. And what it is, is while you perform an attack, you may reroll a number of attack dice up to the number of friendly ships at range 0 to 3 that had that defender in their bullseye. So I played against a Poe... ZZ Ray list and, you know, Ray has droids in their bullseye almost all the time. Poe was able to get people in bullseye. I got decimated by that. Ray. Well, some of it was Ray just couldn't die. The other part is I couldn't roll an evade to save my life. Like, at all. Like, <laughs> I think I rolled seven evades that whole game. Maybe maybe nine. Ouch. You know. Um, yeah. I had hot red dice but I still couldn't take... I mean... They can't take uh, Ray's hard to take off the board. That yeah, R six D eight droid. I it's unique. Thank God. But that droid, like I'm Poe. Like I'm kind of surprised to see it on that Red Squadron. I would have put that on Poe in a heartbeat. Like that. To that's real. That is a really really good, um, astromech to have on a pole rate list. It really yeah. is.
1: And only four points. uh Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I gotta say.
0: Yeah, I've never seen that that run before. So I think that for me, that was new. Um, but every time, and then I had to make him pop his... I had to make him pop his bullseyes every time. I was like, no, pop the bullseye. Come on. I want to see how many... Oh, you got two. All right. You got two. All right. Thanks. Two re-rolls. You know, po, if Poe's at range one, Poe's hitting four dice, three hits at minimum every time. No questions asked. It's oh, yeah. Still, it's just... <laughs> But yeah, like, he was a, it was an aggressive bow. That was. Uh, yeah. All right. Do you want to go into the top 32 or shall we move on to um our next topic of discussion?
1: Uh, let's do a few more lists and hopefully Charles should be back by then.
0: OK. So next one was Linus, right?
1: Yes, that's right. So we got Linus a Falkstall with uh, the First Water, uh, Running Hollow in the Thai BA Interceptor with Proud Tradition, uh, Backdraft with Proud Tradition, and then Kylo in the Whisper uh, with Predator and Shamming Suite, and then Breach um, in the Thai Bomber with Cluster Missiles and Bomblet Generator. And actually, um, this was a fight that I saw actually with Matija, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where these two faced off each other and they just jousted. And uh, man, that, that was, um, that was a slugfest that, wow. I think that that match was over in like probably 35 minutes, 40 <laughs> minutes. It was fast. Yeah.
0: And I can imagine. So this is kind of a tip. Of, we've seen this type of a list before. I think hollow is a little bit um awesome of a choice in this list. Um, Backdraft obviously does backdraft work, you know, and Backdraft's kind of that filler. I, I, it's a little weird to see Breach with only Cluster Mine or Cluster Missiles and Bomblet Generator on there, but maybe it's an anti-swarm tech. You know, maybe that's yeah, and, what that was.
1: And and that's kind of how he used it because he he ran um, Breach in there to try to get the double um, the double Cluster Missile shot, which he did, but then immediately died after that because that was like the first ship to go. Um, I think that it was set the way that he had set up. He basically tried like a pincher movement, um, into the, uh, like a four box, uh, formation for, for the resistance and the resistance just, just fired back and took out breach, um, before he can lay out any, any bomblets. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely anti swarm tech, I would say.
0: Yeah. So the next one is Thomas and this, this is one that I had been toying with actually, um six Loyalist volunteer V Wings, all with proxies and Besh, and two with Syn- Sync Council. I like this list. I think this list is good. Um personally, I really like this list. I don't own six of these to actually ever put this <laughs> on the tape. So
1: I, I look at this and like, man, where's R2 D2 and Ion turret? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if you could fit R2 D2 and an Ion turret in there.
1: Uh, I think you have to drop the proxies for it. Yeah, I or think at least I think you're right. The, yeah. the two, the two up top. Yeah.
0: Oh well, but yes, it it, it is very similar to Charles's list, um, mm-hmm. hands down. And that's you know, again, when we were testing for crate cup and different things to get Charles into a different faction that wasn't scum that had some consistency to it, because the problem I have with scum is scum either works really well. Or has a 50-50 ratio, but outside of M3A, Scum is not always the most consistent um yeah. faction to play. You know, they they can win, right? Especially with when Zan was cheap, but they were not as consistent as you know, so like this. This is an easy, very consistent list. You're rolling two dice, you're getting target locks to dump, and you're hopefully dropping mine. So
1: yeah. I think this and is a pretty fast. good list. They're very fast. They can close in on you quickly and they can get out of there uh, quickly as well. Uh, and uh, very maneuverable list. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, maybe I don't know how to spell this guy's last name. I don't know how to spell his first name. <laughs> <laughs> I put Joel. Joel Churchman. Here's our first scum scum. Uh, we haven't really seen anything but one other scum list so far. Mm-hmm. This is Basque with Zuckus, Forlom, Greedo, Dalen Oberos in the Star Viper with Connor Nets on Constable Zuvio, and Joy Rekhoff with Iron Torpedoes. Pretty solid list. Um, Dalen Oberos, again, this is like twice now we've seen him in cut, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's he's a cheap enough uh, Star Viper that can just fly in and just turn around on a dime. Um, I think he's pretty difficult to block because of the ability to just, um, like, overshoot your opponent and then just turn around. Um, he's, a, he's a really solid um, ship. Uh, I definitely like to pair him without maneuver when I can because it's just easier to get around your that list like that uh and he, it's a star viper. I mean they had those those bendy barrels that can allow him to like just outmaneuver an opponent they're coming straight at you and they're they're difficult to pin down. So yeah. Yep.
0: And in fairness, he was top six in Swiss. He had he was he was six in Swiss. So um mm-hmm. he had one loss. He was in Swiss uh top six. I, I don't know. I I think this list has a little bit more legs. Um you know than before i'm not super sold on joy. i I guess i get joy in the ions i I get it because it's just a consistent piece but i do wonder if there's something you could do differently with joy um and maybe some put something a little bit different in there um i don't know i do like this list though and i'm happy it's unique so
1: yeah i think it's just that the the attraction for joy is just that she's just so much cheaper in terms of like her points cost um, because all the other fangs, they're like in the higher 50s. So, for what he's trying to accomplish with this list, he's, he wants to keep the four ship um, like archetype for this. And Joy is the one that has the points that could just fit right into that, that um, into this list and allow for upgrades on the other ships. So, I think that's what it, her, really her value is there. She's a, a cheap I 4 fang fighter um that basically has wedges ability for two shots and she can she can really put in some pain when she gets out of range one so yep
0: next one is chris burnett and it's the same resistance list we just saw
1: yep pretty much solid list list. Mm -hmm. yep
0: like this i do like this list a lot you know if i'm going to run resistance this is better than being scummy and playing a ray list there you go
1: yeah (laughs)
0: All right, who's the next one?
1: So we got Jonathan Hall uh, running another scum and villainy list. Uh, We got two IG-88s. The first one is IG-88B with elusive jamming beam, auto blasters, seismic charges, and contraband cybernetics and the IG-2000 title. Uh, B is the one I believe is if you uh, miss a shot, you get to take a second shot with a cannon. Uh, IG-88C uh, with elusive, jamming being auto thrusters, seismic charges, contraband, and the title. C being that if you boost, you gain a free evade. And then Nonlum with auto blasters, IG-88D, and Dengar. And what's nice about this particular combo is that Nonlum can really help pin down um, ships that get away. Like he acts as the, the closer for this particular list. Because he can just point the his arc, his primary arc somewhere else, and then just the auto blasters out the front. And um and then he has the abilities for the other ones, uh the other ships to take a second shot after he misses, and then uh Dengar for the reroll. Um so that's that's a really nice like piece to pair with the other aggressors.
0: Yep. I like that list. I like you know, we've been talking about how you, you could run two aggressors super fat, and I always hate that. I just don't like that. This that's just a really good option. I really do like this one. Um, mm-hmm. Next one is Daniel Watchnick, and he ran a Kylo Ren and a Silencer with, with sense and sensor Scramblers. Lieutenant Tafson, again, with Gunk Droid, and here's the Captain Phasma with fanatical yep. Special Forces Gunner, Fire Control, and Angle Deflectors. This is, like, that Angle Deflectors works with the tavson right like you can use that and pass that damage off that's how that works correct or no
1: yeah so uh angle deflectors allows you to take the reinforce action um for phasma so you you reinforce um like towards where you're going to get the majority of shots Uh most ships that are shooting one or two um or sorry, um, they're shooting two to three dice at you. You reduce it down to one or two hits, and then you can just pass it off to Tavson. Tavson uh, gains his ability, passes off a of focus, or in this case, most likely a target lock uh, over to Phasma, and boom, you're you're just generating that offense back um, at your opponent. It's really, really good.
0: Yeah, I like this. Um, I'm tempted to run this. Uh, I'm tempted to run. My local.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna run this at my local too. This looks a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, like even if I'm not as good as this guy, it still looks super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher, um, Bentison is running six A wings, not Resistance ones, Rebel ones, all with vector <laughs> cannons. Um, three, two, one of them's a generic Phoenix with intimidation, two Green Squadron one Derek. I don't even know what Derek does with crack shot Arvo with intimidation and crack shot. Um, and Sabine with crack shot. I'm not sold on the crack shots. Not at all. I am sold on this list though. And I have ran six, a wings before against Charles and they do work. They really do. work. Especially. I know people are like, I don't like the vector cannon. I like vector cannons on those A wings. Um, and they really do work that that you miss. And I get it. Yeah, you can outmaneuver and get the stupid crack shot. I, I just crack shots not my, you know, it's just not. I would put um, s- different types of missiles on some of them, I guess, but just me.
1: Yeah, Derek uh, Derek's ability allows him to remove a red token from himself whenever he acquires or spends a lock. Um, I think he's just there just for, um, you know, to help with, with shots later on. He's an in initiative three. Um, but yeah, definitely a solid list. Uh, and this one actually went six and no, and this was actually the top uh, rebel list at the end of the cut.
0: So, Yeah, I like this list. I think this is cool. Uh, David mm-hmm. Shabbat is the next one. You want to take it, JJ?
1: Yeah, uh, another scum and list. Uh, we got OT in the Fang Fighter. Uh, Cavill with Dorsal and Ion Missiles, Captain Nim with Gamut Key, and Talibane Cobra. Um, I thought this was a bit of an odd list because uh, Captain Nim with no bombs, um, but he has Gamut Key. Um, so it's interesting that he's using Gamut more like a, um, like a token or a crew carrier for token stacking. Um, I, I would have never thought to use Nim like that, um, especially without bombs. But hey, I mean, the Skurg is a three-die uh, um, uh, attacker, and he has ten hull and um, or ten health. He's he's solid. He's pretty solid. So just to see him uh, being used in this capacity with this, I mean, you have got uh, three, actually four i fives here in this list, and you're you're putting in some serious damage. I mean, Cavels is throwing a three-die dorsal turret, if not four dice, if you're at range one, and then the control piece with ion missiles out the front really solid list.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think it's really good too. It's definitely a unique take on scum. We've not seen before. Uh, the next one is Daniel. Um, we, we've had him on stream multiple times when we were streaming xCC games. I'm very sad that he's running a dash with Jake and Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> I don't really, I mean, I, he's got um, rig cargo shoot. So, there you go. There's kind of a difference. But other than that, it's the stealth device, um, which what really pisses me off is damn it, Dash is going to ruin the stealth device for him. What's well, going to happen is da- <laughs> Dash, it. people are going to be like, we should make stealth device go up in price. And I'm saying bring it down to price. You know, let my suits here, fell have stealth device for like five points or four points, you know. But no, he's going to ruin it. Ruin it. That's what he's going to do. Fuck you, Dash. All
1: right. Next one Next, is go ahead. Frank here, Peter C. Petir C. I'm going to go with that. Uh Rebel Alliance running corn horn with pattern analyzer, fire control system, proton torpedoes, and R2 Astromech. Instinctive Aim uh, sends proton rockets on Ahsoka and then Proton Rockets on Hera A Wing. Um, really interesting take on this particular uh build for Corrin. Um, you know, my preference, I like the elusive uh pattern analyzer Corrin Horn, um, just for that uh, at that economy and and uh, mods for defense. But um, yeah, it's uh, he, this is definitely a much more offensive Corrin Horn, um, taking that lock early and then R2 Astromech, um, for Corrin, which gives them. Uh, probably one of the best dials in the game. I mean, he has the white hard ones and then all his twos are blues and he can really um, knife fight uh, with with this build and then Ahsoka just providing him with the, um, with the backup for additional actions if he needs it and then uh, Hera providing extra tokens to the list whenever that's needed as well. So it's, this is a really, really good list.
0: Yeah, I like this list. Um, I've ran something very similar to this. Uh I don't do as well with it. But um I have I've ran this with Ahsoka and Jake, actually. Uh versus uh versus Hera. And then I've also done it with Jake, Hera, and Cornhorn. So I've kind of ran it both ways. Um if you can kill Cornhorn, the whole list is, is done and over with. But I mean those proton torpedoes and that R2 just allowing you to go boop, 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 and I'm gonna shoot all of you. Yep. And Ahsoka being able to say here, I have you could take a foot be double modded for each one of those shots. It's it's pretty it's pretty hardcore.
1: So. oh yeah. Absolutely.
0: Next one, when this says Dread Champ, and I thought this list was going to be a Dread list. It's not. It's it's nothing. It's
1: (laughs) none of that. Points don't fit, man. Points don't fit.
0: No, it's a Hera and Jake, uh, Kyle Katarn, a Y-Wing, a Gray gray Squadron Y-Wing with Chopper, Ion, Dorsal, and Seismic, and another Hawk, a second Hawk with Protons and Sabine. I don't even know how to wrap my head around this list. I don't know how this list works. I get the Kyle, Jake, Hera like loops. I get that. Um, I do not. I mean, there's bombs on Kyle and no, there's no moldy moldy crow. Nothing. Just it's, (laughs) there's no moldy crow on either of these. It's weird.
1: I think he put in the Hawk uh, with Sabine because he couldn't fit in a K wing with it. That's why. Um uh. the cheapest K-wing is 38 points, and that's with nothing else on it. So my guess is is that this is a very good control list with bombs, uh, because the bean's uh card, um, the crew card allows her to um carry an ion a stress uh tractor and i forget what the other one is but basically four different status effects that you can add on to the defender who suffers uh, the effects of a bomb of a friendly bomb so you can um, drop a proton bomb they're going to take a crit and then you can tractor them onto rock um, it's really, really dumb, but it's uh, it's a very good control piece, especially with ion missiles uh, to like ion your your targets onto where you need them to, and then just drop bombs afterwards. It's really good.
0: Yeah, that, that's interesting. I, I don't play a lot of Rebel, but I would actually I would play play that. I think I would play that. Um, next one is a Resistance, a kitted out Ray and a Vinny, and i will tell you shattering shot on ray is awesome i don't care what anybody says and really to some extent should be stapled on ray um and and i say this because i had to play against against it with droid swarm and i had to not be behind rocks or on rocks seriously it was awful like it was like yep all right well shattering shot is 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 a great counter to um droid swarms which we should have that right we sh- we 100% I'm not going to complain about that and say you should ban. I think that's a very valid card. Um, and on Ray, especially because then Ray, I mean, because if Ray can't do her front shot, she's got to run away. Shattering shot works. So,
1: oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she's running that the standard layout with Ray it, and and putting video in there um, with trajectory simulator pattern analyzer. Receptive co-pilot, page, veteran turret gunner, seismic charges, pro-time bombs, and stealth device. And I assume this is the same thing you run way at Ray on one side to come in and just aggro you, and Vinny is semi-aggroing you, and then just chucking bombs like you don't, you can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, because um, Vinny's ability works with Ray, right? Because his ability triggers when the defender is in another uh, Friendly's turret arc. Ah, uh, which Ray always has that. So um, then it gets super defensive with that. Um, the interesting thing to see is seismic charge, right? Because you want to try to trigger Shattering Shot on Ray, uh, but if you're using seismic charges, you're blowing up that opportunity for um, for the shot. So kind of kind of interesting choice there. But proton bombs is also really good. Um, so yeah, that that's this looks like a lot of fun. And yeah, I totally agree. Shattering Shot is a better trick shot because you're you're getting that automatic result. You're getting that automatic uh, focus result, and then you can either spend it with um, with Rose to reroll everything else, or you can just spend a focus. That way is going to take most of the time anyway. And there you go. You got your automatic hit.
0: Cool. Next list is from A. Carlson. It's Hera and the B. Lang, Luke, Janors, and Jake Burrell. Um, nothing super special about this list. Minus, it doesn't have Jin Ursula on it, so um, I don't know. It, it, it's I think this is a good list. I like seeing here in the B wing, same price, tankier. This is more of the actual beef list. This is gonna move very slow, be closer to a you know a block type thing. Um, force you to which which one do you want to deal with? That's that's what it's doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Jen is always buffing Hera or Luke um, to always have that four die shot or five dice at range one, um, and that definitely can can hit very hard. Especially if you have a Hera that uh, target lock somebody, you pass off the target lock to Luke, who's shooting a five die shot at range one, and now he can get a target lock from um, from Hera. And just just make sure you have a double button shot all the time. It is really good. It's it's a hammer list. Definitely.
0: All right, Charles, do you want to read the, the next list by Virgil Haywood?
1: Does that
2: name sound familiar?
0: Because he won with the scum top list.
2: Oh, yeah, I think I played against him to be fair. But yeah, this is a uh, trick shot. Han. Uh, Zuckus and Forlom, because they go hand-in-hand. Hand. They are great together. Uh, Hotshot Gunner, Lando's Falcon. Old T with Fearless, uh, probably because he couldn't point in Fen. Uh, I'm sure if he had room for Fen, he would. Uh, and then Zuvio with Hondo, Proxy Mines, and Delayed Fuses. And Unkar with Conternet and... Yeah, because Tugs need a cloaking device sure they do can i can i I ask
0: a question what's the point of putting the cloaking device on the tug i just i just so i know so because Um bumps
2: you Um you are the one that you want to bump yeah and so you want to you want to make it as hard to shoot him as possible and with the cloaking device your two dice tug becomes a four dice tug and you All just right. don't shoot. You just use him to bump into people and tractor people around.
0: Fair enough.
2: All right. You can get enough tractors on just about anything other than because here you could you can, as your action with one tug, put a tractor on somebody, bump into them with him, put another tractor on them. You can tractor potentially a large base ship depending on how you do it, and then you've got. Haunt, trick shot han and a fang to drop a, a ship that has one less of a die
0: oh and nabi just said you can decloak and and, and fail mm-hmm. and then stay cloaked mm-hmm. that's pretty cool i didn't i did not know you could do that huh. makes sense i guess all right second to last list that we're going to cover tonight mark Agente. JJ, I, I don't know. I guess you, you guys uh, go over this list. I don't know if there's anything special about this.
2: I just, so this is a beat stick list. That's what this is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got Boba with Fearless, Proxy, Contraband, shields and Hull Upgrade with Marauder and Veteran Tailgater. This is a 12 health Boba Fett that has mods no matter where you're coming at from uh yeah he's he's a nightmare for anybody to deal with because if you chase him he's going to drop a proxy on you and then he's going to get the marauder reroll um right behind you um if you could at him he's got fearless um and then he can turn around whenever he needs to with contraband cybernetics and still get mods boss just it, it, this is the the punishing boss with zam and gamut key and Greedo. so he's he's throwing three dice at you if he gets through he's going to add in an additional hit with the Greedo, uh the Greedo conversion and uh if he dies he's gonna do some damage and hit everybody around him so this is this is just pure pure punishing like just and hammer is,
2: and that is a because it's a large base the range one bubble for Dead Man Switch
1: is rid- yep. ridiculous. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. The last list oh. is Cockbang, and essentially it's four Blue Squadrons with BB Astromech and Rose with C3PO.
2: Wow, you weren't lying. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I'm 12. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i had to when smile you, too man I when you smile.
2: said his name i'm like there's <laughs> no way and then you pull it up oh yep okay cool i mean no disrespect but mm.
0: all right that's probably not how you say it i bet you there's a different way to say it I, so. you know
2: what i don't care it's hilarious anyway so all right. t70 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 and then rose rose, uh, rose po yep or what did they call c3p rose whichever one that yep. you want to call on the resistance transport
0: yeah, all they did is just kind of reduce the the level. That's it. So you know, like, rows used to be you could run them with reds. Now you now it's blues with BBs, whatever. I mean, it's actually a fun list. I've kind of ran it. Um, it's it's fun. It's it's a little different. I think the T70s are so much better than the T65s. I'm sorry. Like, if I have to run the difference between the two, the Rebel and Resistance, I'm running Resistance every day of the week.
2: So you so can run my, here's my thought on that right and let's be realistic if the ferrari from 20 years ago was better than the ferrari today what are we doing with our technology the t70 should be better in all aspects than the t65 because they've had what two decades at that point almost 20 years to to build better ships yeah if they're building worse ships 20 years later something's wrong fair enough yeah
0: all right so for the rest of the show We're going to talk about some of the new stuff. So, we're going to, I'm going to preface this by two things. And I don't feel that I'm echoing anything different. I think we as a community, whether we're new players, old players, people that have been doing this a million years, we all have the right to be upset if we don't like something. We all have the right to make it have a discussion about it. And we have the right to um, petition AMG to change it if we don't like it. Um, What I will say, is bullshit, is how the community has acted, and I'm not saying anybody here has done that. I'm just saying the community at large has been a negative play experience for me. Period. And I get it, right? There's changes people don't want to be made, Uh, and I'm not saying I even agree with all the changes. Right? And we're going to talk about a few of them on a high level tonight. Um, I don't agree with all of them. I just don't. But, at the same token, I'm not going to go tell FFG or AMG, well, you just lost a customer, so change it or you're going to lose my money. That's not me. And I think that the problem we have is that all these people are just clamoring and being assholes and being very vindictive. And it's just this whole negative aspect that is making a, a hard line a problem, in my opinion, for AMG. Because they're oh. going to be less desiring to communicate, be cu- communicative with us. If we just tell them to go fuck themselves, I don't know. So
2: can I, can I drag my soapbox up next to you real quick? Yeah, of course. All three of us, all three of us in this room are parents. All of us. There's a lot of parents in this, in this community, right? Just, just between the three of us, all three of us are parents. What do your children get when they throw a temper tantrum? abso nothing. And that's exactly what's going to happen here. Now, I'll I'll speak on Ali's video was well worded. Ali's video was very polite. That is the type of response we need. We need formulated responses that give data and a solid opinion, not watching this community fall apart. Just, I mean, to be fair, this is the second time I've seen something like this because I was here for the 1.0 to 2.0 transfer and it happened there. We lost a very large branch of the community in the 1.0 to 2.0 transfer. Everybody, the sky is falling. The world is coming to an end. X-Wing will be no more. Competitive X-Wing is going to die. We don't know why they're doing this. Why change what we love? Evolution happens, right? Things have to change because if it's still the same game in 10 years from now, I don't want to play it right we have to get new ships we have to get new pilots we have to get new upgrades we have to continue to be fresh and sometimes that's going to involve rules changes and guess what sometimes you're not going to be okay with it and like you said chris 100% it's okay to not be okay with them making changes but until you have the opportunity to sit down to test it and to do a to do a different thing like give it a shot Yes, it might be terrible, and maybe they'll back off of it in the future. But right now, there's no official OP, right? Right now, there's no official like rules. There's no tournaments. There's no gatherings. There's nothing. So if you don't like it and you're running an online tournament, don't use those rules. Until yep. we're sitting down in person at major tournaments and it's having a negative effect on the game, they're not going to change anything. Because right now, there's no data, technically speaking. Yes, there are online tournaments that are happening, but we can't acknowledge those. On a public forum, what just happened this weekend at Alderaan never happened. The 10 previous tournaments, no one knows what happened on them. They don't exist for the purposes of legal liability. So there is no data, there is no understanding. Until we get back to playing, nothing's going to change. That's my soapbox. I'll shut up.
0: And and real quick, and and then I'll pass it over to uh Psych J. But so so I and I agree with that, Charles. And I and you know to caveat that like our local had a conversation about whether we're going to adopt some of these rules or not. Right now, some of these new rules that they're talking about that they haven't and you know said are going to happen that they're still playing with, we haven't discussed at our local. I can tell you right now, like the bumping and getting a a free calculate or focus action i have a hard time with that personally like i don't think that's super good for the game personally but our local anyway our local had a conversation about whether we're going to run road rules or our rpos we decided that we made that decision and we had 12 people and now i've only got six people signed up for league right and we're gonna meet tomorrow night and when everybody's there, if people want to play league and they're saying the only reason we're not going to play league is because of road rules, we just may change it because it's our money. It's us making that decision. We can do exactly. that. And I'll I'll tell you, like, if my local, like, if I'm the guy that says, yep, I want road, boob, 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 and I get outvoted seven to, you know, five, whatever, I'm still going to play, you know, and if it means the majority of the people want that, I would rather play with what they want, at least locally than to deal with the reactions we're going to get, you know, from not dealing with it, right? You know, and 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 so I understand the hesitancy uh, on the competitive side. I I actually agree uh, wholeheartedly with with some of the changes that they want to make, and I disagree very adamantly on some of the other changes. And I do think this affects competitive play. A hundred percent, I I agree very much so that it does that. What I ask is that we figure out a way to go back to them and say, okay, Hey, let's be collective. And we start to oust those people that want to be assholes about it. Now I didn't watch Ali's thing. And in a second, I'm, we're going to switch the screen. And then what'll happen is John and, and JJ can go or <laughs> <laughs> Charles yeah. and JJ can go through the Ali stream. And it, I'll just sit here and listen. I'll be the listening guy this time. Cause I didn't watch it. I'll get your guys's reactions because I, I, think we need to have that conversation about competitive play and what it means in the future. And yes, if they turn the game into what competitive play is for MCP, I'll be honest, I have not played MCP yet. I will play it if somebody wants to host it on TTS or meet me in person in Michigan, and I'll play the damn game and and make an assumption between the two. And maybe that's something I should just do anyway. But if they try to soften competitive play, I will have somewhat of an issue with that because I did get into X-Wing for the competitive play personally. That's personally why I actually got into it. But that's me. That's not everybody else. And I think people like Dion will step up and there will be at minimum online competitive tournaments outside of this. And I do think that you can run non-OP X-Wing tournaments legally without having to deal with it that could use old rules. Now, with that being said, I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and turn it over because <laughs> I've talked <laughs> for a while, um, and 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 JJ, why don't you give your take on this, and then I want you and Charles to discuss the difference between what Ali talked about. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just kind of like jumping on the end part here, you know, at the end of the, of the Alderaan stream, you know, Dion was asked a question if he would consider running a legacy format, um, like tournaments for X-Wing and that's something that he is considering. And, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, our, our local metal here with me and Charles, you know, we, um, like the group here, we're, we're all in one Uh, facebook chat and you know we always talk every month like what we're going to do for the league and uh, when the first random uh, the road rules came out uh, we decided not to adopt them um, because we felt that it wasn't good for our particular meta so we continued playing the game as everything was before the road rules came out and we all had fun you know we all played and as more and more people get comfortable with the rules, you know, if the, if the majority of people decide that they want to do it, then we'll go ahead and run it. You know, um, yeah, the new rules are definitely going to affect how competitive play is going to be. But at the same time, we have different um, tourneys online. You know, you take a look at uh, Crate Cup, you know, which has their own set of rule sets. Uh, You take a look at Team Jawa, what they do with their tourneys. um, And they always get great turnouts for their tourneys, even though they have custom rule sets for like list building and stuff. You know, we're always going to have that available. I understand that change is hard. And, you know, there's, they're touching a game that a lot of us invested a lot. And I myself have been playing this game since the beginning. And I own almost every ship for every faction. Um, And I'm very, very competitive. I love to play in the 20s whenever I can. And it hurt. Yeah, it definitely hurt, you know, to hear a lot of these changes coming up. But at the same time, I think that as a community, we got to understand that at the moment right now, a lot of the changes that they proposed, um specifically with bumping and shooting on range zero this is stuff that they're just starting to work out we don't know the full details of it was the timing bad absolutely i mean you go back last week they were supposed to do what they did last week the, the following week before uh, or the week before and they weren't able to cast it and then they drop a document at, at a business day on friday uh, with no reasoning for, like, why they wanted to do those particular changes. And then they spent half the stream explaining that. And then the later half, they started going to these new rule changes, stuff that is in the works that they're thinking about, but it's not fully implemented. And, you know, we collectively lost our shit. I get it. But at the same time, it's like we... I, as much as it hurts to have the game change... We, I want to give them a chance to see what they want to work out. Um, in regards to bumping chips and stuff, I do have a few thoughts of it, but I'll, I'll go into that once we reach that section there.
2: I want, I want to say something, and I talked to Chris about this um, earlier in the weekend. We kind of had, you know, our own conversation uh, when it comes to this. I am an avid gamer. I always have been. Um, all types of games, whether it's video games or <laughs> board games or you know whatever the case may be i've always been a part of some sort of a community that likes to be competitive i played world of warcraft from the alpha test all the way up through i want to say the last active play i did uh was through mists of pandaria so i w- i played that game for an extensive time and i can remember you know grinding for months to get a single piece of gear out of molten core and no i know x-wing is not an mmo but i had, I do have a point here um and then i remember when burning crusade came out and they made raids easier and they made getting yourself geared up easier and then wrath of the lich king came out and it got still yet easier and it got to the point where someone who bought the game a month ago could be as geared as my character who has existed in the game since Alpha and be running alongside me in raids because they needed to have more of a casual environment where people could not have to waste six months of their life to get one piece of gear. Some people in the community like that. Some people in the community like the competitive aspect. They like the grind. They like the, the everything. There are some people that have the more casual mindset to it. and and maybe we need two rule sets. I don't know. You know, maybe we need a casual rule set for people that are playing at home or people that are not playing in official tournaments. But if and I told Chris this, without competitive play, and this will bridge us into Ollie's video, I agree without some level of competitive play, the game will die.
0: I don't 100 percent agree with that. But I, I do, I see the sentiment behind that. And I won't, I'm not going to step on a soapbox, so just keep moving. Just ignore yep. it.
2: Nope, you're good. Go ahead. I will refer, or I will defer to you, JJ. Go for it.
1: So, how about we go first for the new rules changes, and then we can go into the um, into the video. All right. Um, so... We'll go from the. We'll start from the top here. So, from the, what I have here for my notes here is taking notes. Now is is, a, is a, we can do that now. Uh, players can openly keep track of points during matches. Um, this was actually something I didn't know uh, for the longest time because in my local middle, I knew like one or two people that actually like wrote stuff. Um, I, 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 to my knowledge, that was always available. I just never bothered to do it because I was more focused on the game um one of the other changes is hyperspace is no longer um going to be a supported format um from what they stated it didn't meet what they wanted to do with the game um and they're going to eventually replace it with scenario play which is going to be for both casual and competitive play um one of the things that they mentioned is for some of the scenarios only one or two of them is going to be dog fighting and then the rest is going to be like different type of objectives where you're trying to grab stuff i'm Holding my breath on that one to see what, what they're going to do um, for that. Um, it sounds a lot more like Armada to me based on how they're they're trying to sell it. But, I mean, we'll see. Um, the other part, uh, the next change that they put, I highly agree with, is half points um, are always given. Um, so whenever, if somebody has a, a regen ability, um, like the R droids, um, that increases shields that would put your your ship back past half points. Um, you do not lose those half points. You always retain them no matter what. Um, that is definitely a really, really good change uh, for the game because it forces the other player to engage instead of run away and, and regen You know to recover those points.
2: I will so say f- that that, re- and i sorry I don't want to step on you, JJ, yep. but that reminds me of when we switched from <clears> 1.0 <throat> to 2.0 and we went from, because Chris, in 1.0, if you weren't a large base ship, There was no such thing as half points Mm -hmm. v wings didn't have (laughs) half points they had as much health as a large base ship but because they were a small base ship if you didn't kill it you got nothing oh my god that's horrible when they made the change in 2.0 that every ship had some sort of half points i loved it this idea that if you score the points they're your points sure you can still regen, and you can still make it harder for me to get full points on your ship, and I'm fine with that. But if I put in the work and I've damaged your ship, you healing up shouldn't get you your points back. And yep. I, I agree with this. I'm happy with this.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
2: And I agree, um, Nobby. It's always felt bad. There's never a point that yep. I was excited to go back above half and lose the points I fought for for 45 minutes.
1: Now, I, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely been one of those players on our streams with Jack Porkins. Um, you know. <laughs> 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 Elusive chopper. Yeah. Fucking but uh, but yeah, it's it definitely is a much needed change for the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the next one that they have here is Ties and Final Salvo. Um, they will be eliminated eventually. It looks like they're moving towards the modified win system. Uh, which gives you a, a points depending on how many uh, or how close the score was, um, ranging from one to seven. If I'm not mistaken, one being close to like a tie, and then seven being like. Um, tabling uh, an opponent, and uh, that's how they'll move for move forward for competitive play. For that, uh, where it's possible for a player with less wins to do better than someone who has a perfect record um, for wins, um, just based on the amount of ships that they've uh, they've destroyed. Um, their philosophy for this was win big, lose big. Um, so they want you to engage more and try to take out as much ships as possible for it. I've played in a few armada tournaments with this particular tech system. Um, it, it it works okay it's a bit different than mov which is what we're currently using for like arts tournaments now um, does take a little bit to get used to but it's it's okay I mean it's not really much better than mov honestly and, and that's my opinion.
0: <clears throat> yeah and I'm gonna step in here and say I do not like how they presented it. I think yeah. this has a potential to be good. I don't like that you're gonna say kill more things and you'll be rewarded for it. It's like, okay, you took away regen, you're taking away who's first, the second player, right? You're making it random every round. Okay, hold on a second. Like, I'm not a hundred percent sold on all of a sudden saying, well, now we're gonna give you a different point set. I like getting rid of final salvo. Bye. <clears throat> Let's. And and John can attest that this is the funny thing. John played this weekend um in Alderon and he had a final salvo game. He's that's I've I've never had that happen in a tournament. He's never had that happen. He's been playing five times longer than I have. Has have either of you been in a tournament and had final salvo ever?
2: I've I have yeah. had in almost a decade of X-Wing play, I have had one. Final salvo match. It was here in Orlando at a local that JJ plays <laughs> I with remember that. Yeah. with one of the guys, <laughs> and we tied on the first roll and had to re-roll again, and I lost on the second roll by Wait, one yeah. by one hit.
0: Switchy, mm-hmm. you had a final salvo at El- Alderan too. Holy shit! This is this is like Twilight. So that needs to change. Like I think final salvo is stupid. Um, personally, I that's crazy to me. You've had three. Nobby, oh my god. Um, all right, so I don't like final salvo. I think it's dumb personally, but I'm not super into the different style of point scoring again until they release or give us a better indication. I'll yeah. be I'll be conservative in my dislike. But this was that was one of the I, I want to get rid of Final Salvo. I don't know if I want to get rid of MOV, and that's only because I've dealt with MOV. Um, when I played uh, Star Wars uh, Destiny uh, the whole time. And so coming to MOV here was like, okay, cool. I understand. I don't understand it, but I do understand it, right? Like, it, it's at least a system I've lived with. And we, do, in Destiny, we very rarely ever got to, a, like, a Final Salvo-type thing. You know, like, it, it was not a thing that had Regen, for fuck's sake, in, final de- or in Star Wars Destiny was a thing, and that was awful. That was the worst. And that's why I'll be happy to see Regen go away. I'm not yep. sold on on on, the, on a different point structure for tournaments.
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, you know, I definitely wanted to see if I how go. But at the same time, it's like I'm trying to rack my brain on like what else we can do for like to determine like ties, you know, other than, yeah, you just get half of a win. So, I mean, what you flip the first player token and whoever lands on, like, I guess you call it in the air 50 mm-hmm. 50, but that doesn't exactly feel good either. So it's, it's tough to come up with like a better solution, you know, and but, I think okay. this is just a stab in the dark, so, honestly. So
0: what if you, I what if you played- had a points thing, right? But the difference was, the difference was, is you didn't get this points value for killing more ships. So we kept MOV. And we said when we hit final salvo, right, or something else, we could we could look at it in a different manner for a point system, right? So you, maybe they change how you score MOV if you tie, right? Maybe that's what they should do. Because in Nabi's case, when you had an O versus O XCC game, your M, your MOV probably was shit, right? Like logically, mm-hmm. your MOV is crap because you didn't score any points. I don't know, Charles, what were you I gonna say?
2: I was going to say I just played in a 2-day tournament. I didn't make day 2, so I didn't play in 2-day tournament. But um for Flesh and Blood, there's no such thing as MOV. It's win-loss draw. That's it. If you don't take your opponent to zero health, it's a draw. Period, end of story. Timer goes off, I finish my turn, you get one more turn, and that's game. Period. There's there's no Final salvo for win. There's nothing. It's you. You kill me, I kill you, or it's a draw. And if it's a draw, it goes into the tie column. And then when you're calculating wins and losses, ties count against you because okay. you didn't finish the match.
0: That's just- that sounds that sounds logical, but I, a little bit more right. That sounds again. That sounds like a better way than final salvo. And I just don't. I don't. I don't like. I think-
2: I think Nobby's idea is at least okay. Nobby's idea is that instead of the amount of red dice, both players roll three dice, the same as you do when you're determining player order. And most crits takes it. If there's a tie for crits, we go to focuses. If there's a tie for focuses, then we go to hits. If there's a tie for hits, then I don't know where to go from there. Reroll. Yeah, (laughs) reroll. But I mean, a three dice each that gives you an equal chance if both of you go to the point where you're tied at the end. Because a TIE Swarm outplays a a three-dice or a three-ship list all day if you go to Final Salvo. But if you take a TIE Swarm to Final Salvo, you're terrible.
1: Hey. (laughs) Yeah, right?
2: You can't kill a TIE fighter. Get out. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: All right. Let's keep moving before I kill Charles. I've never had a final salvo just so you know, just so I've been playing for almost two years and not once have it, has it ever been a final salvo ever in my whole, the whole time I've played.
1: We'll have to engineer one, Charles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You shoot me into and then get points and then everybody runs. Force Chris to play tile. self. nothing. No, thank uh, you.
1: The, uh, the last change here that they are adding on for uh, competitive play is uh, turn and time limits for tourney play. Um, I actually didn't get the notes for how many rounds that they were officially putting in. So um, I'm a little mixed on it um, because there was a point that, uh, that Will Haywood had brought up during the, um, the Alderaan uh, tournament for, uh, for the turn limit, right? So if you ever get to a point where it ends up becoming 1v1, you know, there are going to be turns that you go through that are like 30 seconds because you're either turning around or you're disengaging to turn around to fix or something like that. And you're taking, you know, two, three turns just to turn around and re-engage, right? So that's a quarter of your of your time, basically, uh, of your turn limit that you just wasted going through that. Is that gonna happen all the time? No, absolutely not. But that is a situation where that could happen, right? You know, you just end up trying to turn around or re-engage and stuff like that, and then you just run out of, out, out of turns, and that could favor one list over the other. Um, it's not exactly clean, but it is what it is, unfortunately. So
2: on this, I, I want to I say something, because there's a, there's a theme that they keep going back to, and that's that you need to engage, you need to shoot get it right you want to throw dice that's the purpose of the game john said it earlier this weekend there's a theme amongst all of his lists and that's throw as many red dice as you can right but if we compare this to say boxing which is also a dog fight type situation more michael vick than world war ii but still um there's it's a dog fight situation and two guys are beating the crap out of each other right they don't just stand in the middle of the ring and throw gloves if you look at the most successful boxers, the people that we say are the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali, uh, you got Joe Frazier, you got uh, the grill guy, George Foreman. Yeah, sorry. The, grill, the guy. grill guy. That's terrible. Oh my <laughs> <Sorry>. God.
1: <laughs>
2: George Foreman, you got Mayweather, you got all of these names that you can think of. Every one of them fought differently. Mayweather has made an entire career out of dodging, right? Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali was great at punch dodging and then laying in the hits afterwards. We have all of these different fighting styles. In a military game, you have to leave room for some sort of strategy. That's what that's what the military does, right? We, we strategize. We figure out ways to beat our opponents using the tools that are available to us. In X-Wing, we all have the same tools. We all have the same ships available. You can play whatever faction you want. But to break it down, to just put your ships in the middle and throw red dice. What's the point of maneuvering? What's the point of all of this? If the point is to just get us into the center and throw dice, I'll just go play a card game. Because there's no maneuvering in a card game. I'm going to stand there and I'm going to throw cards at you. right? I'm going to play spells and magic. Or I'm going to fight in flesh and blood. Or I'm going to do that. That is what those games are. The reason this draws me to it, X-Wing draws me to it, is because it's not that. There's more to it than just a slugfest. X-Wing is a game of strategy. It's a game of positioning. It's a game of dice. There are so many like variables within the game for opportunities to make mistakes, and that's the depth that brings me to the game. If you remove the depth from the game, I will as a competitive player. I'm not I'm not at Ali Pocknell level, right? I'm not at John DeBoer level. I'm a 3-3 at best. I've never done better in a tournament than 3-3. I'm normally a 2-4 player, if I'm being honest, and my two wins come after I've lost three and I'm in the bottom half of the bracket with the other scrubs. So I'm slightly better than the scrubs of the tournament. I'm not an amazing X-Wing player, but I love to play the game. And if you take away that competitiveness, it's going to kill that game for me. That's that's my my two cents. Again, I'll shut up.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. The uh, losing that competitive edge um definitely hurts the game long terms because I mean, yeah, um I understand that they're trying to <laughs> <Nobby>. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, um I I understand that a lot of people come into the game, like um, like um even in our local, right? We've had a couple of people come in, they see Star Wars ships on the board and they're like, what game is this, right? They're attracted by the physical representation of what the game looks like. But you know, when you go into explaining the game and just like start teaching them those combos and as they begin to explore the game, they want to gain that knowledge, you know, how do I build particular lists? How do certain combos work? And they get into the nitty gritty of the game. I mean, I know... Quite a few of people in our league that you know they they play good now um and when they first started they had no idea how to build the list right and that's why i always carry at least two to three extra lists with me whenever i go to league just so if we get that extra player i'm like hey i'll take this out it's really simple i'll teach you how to play it and you know go ahead and have fun right
0: i There's agree no with you i have to- five yeah. lists in my kit right
1: now <laughs> yeah and and that's the thing right it's like you know you you let them go in go and explore and if they have questions you answered on it and you know to lower the the skill base just for those players to come in and play honestly i don't think it's necessary um most people are not going to say hey um can you tell me in detail how this rules set plays for this game most people are not going to say that okay. No, <laughs> they're there because what... they see starship's yeah,
0: what I will say, and I will say, like, I, so they're going to, there's going to be a time limit. They're, they're trying to enforce an engagement. Fuck you. You don't, that, that's what I'm going to say. I get, that's what you want to do. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to change my play style with the list I like just because you want me to engage more. You want to put it, unless you reduce the time limit we have now, which I don't agree with at all. Like, I, you know what? How about this? You want to change how points are are done. You can change the time limit and all these other things. You're just gonna you're gonna you're gonna isolate and make specific lists um that are gonna be the only lists that are flown competitively versus when we had an extended tournament this weekend, the only noticeable difference is there was zero Empire in the cut. Zero (laughs) empire at all in the cut. No empire, none. Like not even like nobody even thought they were gonna be so. Hey, into anybody saying Vader Defender? Oh, you're gonna be a big, but fuck you, Vader Defender. Obviously, (laughs) is even at three points lower still can't do shit. It doesn't matter. You
2: one of those people?
0: No, I was very for the points change. I think he's overcosted. I'm all for lowering Vader Defender. I could care less. I don't think it's that big of a thing anyway, but there was no empire in this cut. And that to me, that's actually the biggest statistic that comes out of this. And I, I actually now have to spend an hour tomorrow going through all the damn empire list to figure out what was flown. (laughs) Did we just fly less empire? Because for Christ's sake here, folks, this seems silly. Anyway, uh, anyway,
1: side note for that, there was a defender list with two Lambda shuttles. One of them (laughs) one, the Omicron. Uh, yeah, that seems actually really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't even own two one, lambdas. one defender and two lambdas. <laughs> yes, yeah, so one defender, and two lambdas, and one of the lambdas is Sai. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. just sitting in the middle of the board and throwing dice, <laughs> yeah. think about it. It's like a, a a slower um fire spray. You know, you got front arc, rear arc. And <laughs> it's it's a crappy energy. fire spray. It is. <laughs> it is a crappy fire spray. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's also like half the points of fire spray. Right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, there. So, all right, let's reconvene because we we're, we're close to two hours, and I want to make sure we stay at that two yeah, hour yeah. limit, no matter what. Um.
1: So, <laughs> um, let's go to the proposed changes for that they they mentioned on stream, um first one on the list let's get it get through it bumping can now uh grant you a focus or calculate token so yeah that definitely uh, got a lot of controversy out in the community for that um I think that number one I think that they they let the cat out of the bag too early honestly because I think that if you're going to introduce a core mechanic change like this you need to flesh it out a little bit more give a little more information on how this is supposed to work and then present it. Because if you just give it a general change like this without really going to more details, you're going to get a negative reaction for the community. So <laughs> so, so, you
2: think? Maybe. so can for I stop me, you? Hey,
0: can I ask a question? I just yeah, need to know. Did they? Because yeah. in this document that somebody put together, I don't see the point. Somebody told me that it said it could be a focus or calculate. Mm mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be red. I don't see that in this document.
1: Is it supposed to be a red action? I think that was one of the things that they were tossing out there um, as a suggestion for how they wanted to do. Um, So if you bump, you would take a stress and then gain that focus or calculate um, action. For me, if they really wanted to make this work just to prevent um, abuse, I would edit this to say if you bump a an enemy ship that you can gain that focus or calculate action not yeah you're gonna people are gonna be
2: bumping their own friendly exactly because now swarms are ridiculous i know i was gonna
0: say that i was like can you imagine me being able to um oh and how about this i have independent calculate that you just gave to me at zero cost you tell me i could take a calculate action for a white maneuver or a white action, and then I could just take a second one for a stress. I would literally do nothing but bump my own ships and do Constantly. literally nothing. I would never move. I would put two rocks in the center. Let me put my ships there so they all bump. I would literally figure that out. And then all yep. I have to do is have Captain Seer or somebody else run again in the difference. Rotate bump. Yep. Rotate bump. I can I can shoot two sides and all four and forwards. It's
1: mm. Yeah, exactly. go ahead. All right, go ahead. So I... the other uh, the other change that they had here is uh, ships at range zero and arc of each other can take shots with no range one bonus. Um, and then on top of that, they also mentioned that uh, pilots and abilities that already have similar abilities that are going to um, give them a buff. Um, my guess, the simple way to do it is allow them to have that range one bonus when they shoot. So... Or the... not make it a red. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I think... Honestly, uh, it, this is a little problematic because um, I, I get that the example that they gave, you know, like two ships um, interacting in a three day space, you know, if they're like bombing each other, they can shoot at each other, I guess. You know, I don't see that really working out the way that they're trying to say it. But for me, I think that there should be more of a um, more of a a drawback to shooting at range zero. Like, one, you can't modify the dice. I think, for me, this should be more like snapshot, right? Snapshot, you roll two dice, you can't modify it in any way, and whatever comes out comes out, right? No range one bonus. You can't use Predator on it. um, You can't use Force on it or anything like that. You just shoot it, and whatever comes out comes out, right? Because I I don't want this to be, like, encouraged because it's no fun, honestly.
0: Um, This is a negative play experience, right? Yeah. And, and and I'm gonna go back to a droid swarm because I like droids and I, I I get a lot of shit for being a droid player and I don't need any more shit. I don't need any more than you're giving me right now. By t- <laughs> hey Chris, just you. All right, it's is it? Hey, no problem. You just do a two forward. Um, you can clear stress and you're gonna you can get a calculate and get another stress. Oh, you can do the same thing again and never have to go anywhere. Hmm, sounds like a bet. To me, sounds like a bad mechanic. And I, so the reason they gave, I don't know if you, I don't think we covered this. The reason they gave is because they believe bumping creates a bad, a negative play experience for new players. And you want to know what I say? And and this is going to sound super callous. I'll be honest. Boo fucking who. And I want to say, you want to know how many times a new player has bumped me? And then I've gone ahead and said, hey, go ahead and take that focus. I'm okay with that. You know how many times exactly. I've actually said that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I get it. I knew what I was doing, and I was being a dick and blocking you. Go ahead and take a focus. And they'll go, "Well, why? Why? why, why, why you, well, that's not the rules." And I said, "Because I'm teach. It's a teachable moment." But mm-hmm. in a competitive scene, I don't want. I don't want to fly against eight vultures that do nothing but sit in the middle of an effing board and shoot. Literally, I can rotate two vultures on a rock, do k turns with the other ones, and within one churn, I can shoot 360 degrees. What does that sound like?
2: It sounds like TLTs. No, I'm just kidding. Um... It does.
0: Yes, <laughs> it does. Come on, man. Like, Let's it be does. honest.
2: <laughs> Here is something that I would like to see. Now, before I say this, and before the chat jumps down my throat and tells me how terrible it is, I've not fleshed this out, but it's an idea and it's always something why I've wondered it didn't exist. If I'm racing a car and I bump into the car next to me, I don't just lose my focus for a second. <laughs> my, my car gets fucked up and their car gets fucked up, right? Excuse the language. I apologize, but that's what happens. So if I bump your ship, both ships should get some sort of a token. And if you get bumped again while you're while you have a token, then the ships take a damage card.
1: I mean, or if they, we wanted or to follow, they, if or we wanted to follow, I, what I was going to say, if they wanted to follow their philosophy of like constantly attacking each other and wiping out ships, hey, you bump another ship. Here's a strain. Here you go.
2: Hey, <laughs> Is you, there a strain <laughs> or like if you do it two times in a row? So, like, if you're just planning to block over and over and over again, ships are bumping into each other. They should be taking physical damage if your two ships are crashing into each other. Yeah. If I crash my boat into your boat, one of us is going to sink. We don't just go, "Oh, <laughs> sorry," and both float away. Damage is done. That's what happens.
0: Think about it this way too. What what game does AMG own now that they canceled? That oh, I, I didn't mean cancel. I'm sorry. The, the trigger people in the audience. But what game did they say they are only gonna do OP for and no new ships that do damage when you bump? Armada. <laughs> yep, thank you. Play Armada, <laughs> folks.
2: And you're right, Nabi. I'm thinking of it in a 2D aspect because we are playing in a 2D aspect. The one thing I don't want, and I'll I'll say this is a hero clicks player, the one thing I don't want is fucking elevation. No. I don't want high medium low in in hero clicks you're in the old rules old school hero clicks Superman could fly he could hover or he could be on the ground and if he was flying he could only get shot by other superheroes that were flying if he was hovering he was in the middle and could get shot by both and if he's on the ground he could only be shot by people that are on the ground flying couldn't do it That created such confusion because if you forget to move the little marker or if gravity happens and it falls on its own, then what happens? No, we don't. Yeah, just use more pegs for elevation. Navi,
1: you're my my favorite person in the world,
2: Navi. You're just a dick. Good luck with the ghost. (laughs) Yeah, right? But like... Yeah, oh God, you can't even keep the ghost, the Falcon and the ghost you couldn't keep on a peg if your life defend, I know you're trolling, Navi. I'm just, <laughs> I'm staring, I'm staring into the skid, man. But I think that there should be some sort of damage quotient. Like if I bump you once, it's like, a, oh, that happened. And maybe, you know, the ship rattles a little bit. But if I bump you a second time in a row, I lose a shield. I take a damage card, right? You want to force fast play. You want to force people to engage. You want to get rid of bumping. That's how you do it. You create a negative effect for both players for bumping, not a positive effect for one player for bumping. You create a negative effect that moves the game state forward. Yep,
0: and that's my opinion. No one, I agree with you. And the the reason they're I I I can put words in their mouth a little bit, um, because what they're trying to do is uh, level set the game for their road rules, right? So what happened is they have this they have this map, right, and they say. They Pradoed all the issues, and one of the issue, the one of the top issues... So, for those of you, who do, do you, do you, both of you know what Prado is?
1: Prado
2: is that the Prado analysis? Is that the analysis? guy from, oh, yeah. the guy from no. God of War?
0: No, that's no, that's Kratos. Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool too. I like Kratos, but this is Prado. Uh, it's a Prado analysis. So Prado means that typically. 80% of your issues in some, with something is stem from 20% of the problem. So essentially if I have 10 issues that the majority of the issues are going to be related to two things. So they, what they did, and, and this is a business move that's, okay, I actually get behind this type of stuff because this is what I do for a living, right? I do this, this is what I do for a living Um, in some way, shape, or form. I guess I don't sit there and pray to analysis <laughs> every, every client I have, but Anyway, we, we sit down and we pick out what are all the bad things, and then we look at the correlation between what is causing this and find the correlation. When you fix it, usually you find that the majority of the correlations are just the majority of the issues are a small set of correlation issues. So what they're saying is second player and first player is, a, is an issue, and it's probably one of the larger issues in the game. So then what they do is they come up with all these sub-tactics to try to, 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 try to fix it, right? Road rules. Bumping and taking freaking, you know, mods. Um, uh, Shooting at range (coughs) zero with no bonus, but you can still shoot at range zero. I mean, like, come on. Um, That's stupid.
2: Anyway, (laughs) um, for the record, missed (laughs) opportunity to do a non-Star Wars related picture on the back and use like the MTV Road Rules logo. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, missed opportunity. Sorry. Well,
0: all right. That's. Damn it, Charles. Maybe you should be in charge of the pictures for the show. Damn it. No. That's a good.
2: That's, That's good. a terrible idea. Nope, we'll get that was a good. A month. That was
0: a really That's good a idea. Terrible though. idea. <laughs> all, right, all right. Let me let me get, walk back to my my analysis. Ahead, so go ahead, you're good here. Yep. Yeah, so what they do is they have this big map, and then they have all these subtextures. And then what they do with the subtextures is they're saying, okay, well, let's take all of these and analyze them and say which one is going to be the the biggest problem out of all these that we could fix the easiest, and what more problems does it cause from that? And they're just in the middle of testing all these things. So they're suggesting we give. Bumping creates giving you a mod, um, for stress is what they said on on stream according to JJ. And you know, so they're saying we're gonna give you this mod, but it's gonna be stressful. So you're still taking a negative. What the problem is is that they haven't looked at all of the angles yet. And I think that the big problem they have is the first player, second player, who moves first, who can outmaneuver, maneuver, and how do they want to fix it? And the problem I feel is they're moving too far away from the centralized problem that to actually fix what they're trying to do. Cause I, I'm going to be honest and, and this is very candid and this is from, this is coming on a competitive side more than on a casual side. And maybe this is where they could fix the difference in saying we do one things casually and in insurance. We do things another way, right? I do not think bumping and giving mods fixes RPO at all what I think they need to do is say work towards your list moving differently instead of putting everything in a cluster to go I'm going to shoot you and you're going to shoot me right droid swarms are meant to be lived in clusters but you give me free independent calculates in fairness I can run seer down the middle of the board and two set swarms next to each other if I want I can do that or I could put seer and one droid next to each other running down the middle and the other two on the side, so I have three, three and two in the two in the middle. And what I the biggest issue I have is is that they want to make these changes and they want to shoot at range zero. They want to shoot with bumpy. I'm not in agreement that this will fix or be beneficial to competitive play. I'm not going to say that it won't because I've not played this out. I've never played a game with this. Am I willing to? Absolutely. I'll tell you what. I'll play you with droid swarm all day long for three mods, and shooting at range zero. I don't I'll do it. I'll do it. Make droid swarms the new meta, I guess. I mean, then then you can all hate people like me instead of me hating dash. I think the problem I have <laughs> is that we're moving away from a, a, a strategic style game and moving into a let's just shoot each other type game, which is what they want because that's kind of how mcp works right is it's it's we're gonna attack you the initiatives aren't the same i don't agree with that can i say that um this is something that would make me not play the game no i actually would have to play this out in a competitive scenario and again like to me dion has been the leader of the um new x-wing movement online right and you know, like I, all props to Dion, all the work he's put in, all of that stuff. Before I get super negative, I, my personal opinion is this is silly. I would not like to see this on the board. But I'll tell you what: create a tournament where where you have these rules and let us play them out. Let's see. Let let us take a Nicholas Khan and an Dr Khan, and you know, let's let's put these people in the position where they can take these new rules and see if they actually work in the meta, right? you'll quickly flesh out whether AMG is going down the wrong path or not. Very quickly. When you get, I mean, how many people do we have at Alderaan?
1: Over 200, right? Yeah. 245, I want to say.
0: Yeah. And if 50% of them are playing with these new type of rules, you'll quickly vet out which rules are not going to work very well in competitive play. Um, that's just my piece and i'm a very passionate person i'm not going to dwell if they do make these changes then fine let's let's work with them i the problem I, again we and now i'm tangenting, now i'm tangenty so this is this is my personality it's just tangent and what you're the two of you are supposed to do is kind of ring me back in um because i have a really hard time tangenting and i'm telling you right <laughs> now i tangent a lot um, but what's happening you just, is they're you introducing
2: exception to your tangent. Cause you tangent <laughs> into a tangent.
0: <laughs> that's that's very true. Um, <laughs> I'm jousting you. <laughs> All right, fine. Fair enough. I'm jousting you with a lot of, that's me. I'm so, very, very excited. So you see,
1: this is, this is part of the, the problem I was saying earlier that a released the cat out of the bag too soon, right? Because, now all we can do, right, is just try to imagine the game based on the very little information that they gave us for the proposed rule changes, right? Because you know one of the the questions that was asked on the stream is, well, now what are we going to do with three whole uh, three whole ships or aces that rely on on you know arc dodging and you know can die from from being josted. And their response is, well, we're going to go ahead and try to rework some of these, but you're not going to give us any specifics because they haven't gone down that road as of yet to consider the ramifications of this change. So while I appreciate them giving us this information because that just proves to me that, A, that they are working on the game, that they haven't just shelved it in the corner and just said, well, we'll deal with it when we get to it, You know, that they're actually working on it. That's, That's a positive that can take out of this. But at the same time, you already riled up your... The, the gamers, right, the people who play this game with the road rules, and then you're you're giving tidbits of information of a major change that's in the works without giving us more information. And I appreciate that they were trying to give us that information to let us know, like, hey, you know, this is something that we're thinking about, so going on, but then you cut it short. And you get a negative reaction from the gut from the community because you've already made one major rule change with the, with the road rules. And now you're you're changing another fundamental a fundamental part of the game without giving us much in return. You know,
2: so I'm going I'm to say a couple of things really quick. Um, first, Mystic, thank you for the follow. Second, Mystic, awesome Dune reference in the chat. I appreciate that more than you know. I don't know how many of the people here are Dune fans. I know I am. Thank you for that. Third, in the beginning of the year, the major complaint was that AMG wasn't communicating to us what they were doing. They were going to kill the game. They weren't talking to us. They weren't sharing with us Mm -hmm. what they were doing. They weren't letting us know what they were playtesting. They were 100% radio silent. We bitched. We complained. We pissed. We moaned about how we weren't getting the communication. Then they started talking. They heard us and said, you know what? You're right. We should communicate with you guys more. And what are we doing now? Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) You shouldn't talk to us. Please stop. Because now we're going to bitch and we're going to moan and we're going to piss and we're going to complain about the fact that you're talking to us before you play test stuff. Like, we can't have it both ways. (sighs) You either want them to communicate so we at least know what's coming down the pipeline. Or you get radio silence until they figure out what works and then they announce it's going to happen. You get one or the other. You don't get to bitch about both of them. Pick nope. one side of the coin and be on it.
0: And 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 look, and that there you go. My rant was moving towards that. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you, Charles. I think that's that's a very insightful thing, right? We I was aggressively vocal that AMG didn't care about the game, that this felt like a destiny thing, right? Yep. I feel I have the right to complain about the bumping of the range zero. But I'm also going to say, hey, if that's what they institute and they test it out and they feel it's right, great. If we want as a community to take this and run with it right now and try and test it for them, because that would be actually the smarter thing for um AMG to do. And and here, maybe they're big brain thinking, right? Maybe they're like, fuck all these people that are being assholes. I'm going to say this shit and you guys just go do the testing for us. Maybe they're doing this as a passive way to get people to test,
2: right? Like Trump, It's like Trump's Twitter account. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't
0: exist anymore, so that's a really bad analogy because I still kind of want X-Wing to exist.
2: You know what I mean. It's a distraction. They're giving us the stuff to force us to do things without actually telling. It's like when your wife tells you that she wants you to do something without telling you she wants you to do something.
0: Yep. And... so all right we could spend a hundred million times like we could really go through because yes there is a lot of issues i disagree with how they presented it i disagree with the attitudes that they had and i come from that because i work with clients on a daily basis who are not the um i don't know how to say this without getting in legal trouble if somebody ever watched the stream But like I have clients that I have to help whether I like it or not that they tell me one thing and then do another thing. That was my job for a long, long time. I did that, but I couldn't get an attitude. I couldn't get pissy with people. I couldn't be like this or that. And I, the problem is, is, is why should we give them the ability? So, right. So if we were nice as a community and said, Hey, do you think that's a good change? We don't know if that's a good change. Instead of saying, I'm going to quit X-Wing. This is stupid. You guys are dumb. You don't understand anything. What is wrong with you people? Like, if we actually were like, are you sure this is a good idea? Like, if we constructively brought back the information to them, would they react like that? Because I, I could tell you right now, if presented with a constructive argument against it, which is what these two told me Ali's Ali Ollie Pocknell's video was. If they came back negatively or asshole then you know what? Then then we have a right to rage. We have a right to be pissy. We don't need to be treated that way. But if we treat them with disrespect, we cannot expect to be treated with respect. And I know the problem is, is the people watching this and the people that talk to us are not the people doing it, right? Like I don't think we have anybody in this chat or anybody watching our show, th- as small as our show is, <laughs> actually is going out there and <laughs> raging against the machine all the time aggressively, right? Guerrilla
2: the regular. problem
0: is, is that there's others. And so what we need to do it now, and, and I say this is, uh, yeah, I get it. A tower, a tower defense game is an insulting thing to say. I, and yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what. So listen, let me be frank with what I'm going to do this week. I have an email already drafted, <laughs> flipping tables since 14. Fair enough. Um, I'm not going to flip a table. I did not do that when I got tabled twice during Alderaan. Um, But I have an email I drafted already to AMG's information. Now, I reached out. So I reached out to AMG about playtesters three months ago. I was upset. I didn't feel that they were being open and communicative. Uh, And I went after them and asked them the questions. And I got the response back. This is what we're doing. Thank you for your information. If you want to be a playtester, we'll take you into consideration. Blah, 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 blah. And I moved on. They obviously have playtesters. Whether they're the same people or not, I don't know but they did have people play testing. I have an email drafted to them explaining what my position is. The detriment I feel to competitive play could be that I would prefer if we can talk through these things in a different manner. And what I'm going to offer is that what they should do is go on people's streams and have these conversations as a conversation. And that's just my recommendation. They don't have to do it. And like, and I'll be honest, like, there's a reason why people don't always want to join a stream, right? If you join our stream, and, and I'm going to say this because our stream has been pretty neutral, positive, right? I, I know I complained a little bit about bumping in and range zero shots tonight. I know I, I did. And I complained pretty heavily when they refused to release information that they were working on the game. But now they are. Now I'm back in their corner. I'm back saying, hey, here we go. The problem I have is that is that if they would change their PR appearance it would make people feel better but we have to stop being assholes because if and this is a sad thing to say gsp is big enough if if one of them went on gsp and the twitch chat had six seven hundred people in it that just lambaste them do you really honestly think that they're gonna do anything and if the doesn't stop it if will doesn't stop it if, if if any of these people don't just say just shut the chat off then you're you now created a negative experience for that developer He's not going to come back on a stream. Now, I will openly say this, and you could clip the shit out of this and send it to AMG. We're neutral. You will never, I will turn the chat off if it got negative. If they want to come on our, if they want to come on our stream on Sundays or pre record something and we air it, I will happily, happily, nice, <clears throat> nicely talk to developers all the time. And I will make it a, a a open communicative experience. I will also advocate that they go on GSP. I just think that the reserve is going to be they have G- anybody can watch it and GSP has a lot larger following than we do. Therefore, it's going to be a harder sell to get on a stream where people can be like, you know, to them. We don't want to do that here. So there you go. Somebody clip this shit and send it to AMG and say, "Hey, join our stream, we'll happily we will happily We'll, we will happily do it. You do the same thing. But I'll tell you what. I'll air this and let Ryan Farmer from Fly Better and D. Young take the whole stream over. And we'll, the three of us will monitor comments on our stream if they want a live place. We'll do all the work and they can do the interviews. We'll, I don't even we'll care mob about the, that.
2: We'll mod the chat. <laughs> yep.
0: So I'll happily do all of those things. Uh, my thing is, is, yes, I will 100% back the fact that they, they took a poor position in PR. They should not have released. Um, material without explaining that hey we're in development please don't take this as the Bible let's talk through these things here's a form submission that you can do for this stream here you go here submit your feedback here and all negative feedback is just going to be deleted and I'll tell you what I'll volunteer my personal or I'll volunteer JJ's personal time um to read <laughs> through all those because I it's not me I'm not going to do that in fairness I'm not going to actually do that but yeah I'll
1: do it. That's fine. jj will do it he's <laughs> he's a good
0: proofreader he's he's our proofreader here on the sheet. but okay there's so many things they could have done differently that they didn't do but here we're here now and we can either be better or worse or the same i propose we be better with that being said let's wrap this up you each of you give your final thoughts since i've talked for at least 10 i did what did you what did you say um. Somebody said I was jousting the stream earlier, so there you go. <clears throat> so I'm done jousting. I don't know if I've won or lost. I'll let the other two of you uh, take the stream on for your preferred form of engagement.
1: So uh, you know, I'll I'll say my last part here, just quoting a um uh, a series that I enjoy very much, uh, the Legend of Korra, uh, that's on Netflix, and this is a quote from a character named General Iroh. Um, plug in- plug. Exactly. Uh, His quote is, even in the material world, you will find that if you look for the light, you can find it quite often. But if you look for the dark, that is all you will ever see. And I think that really applies with us. You know, if we are only going to look forward for the new changes in the negative light, that's all we're ever going to find. You know, we got to try to find the silver lining.
2: Um. I guess my closing thoughts are watch Ali's video. Yes. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I don't have enough information. I don't have enough data because I don't have any data to formulate an accurate opinion on whether this is positive for the game, whether it's negative for the game, whatever the case may be. I like playing the game. I like playing the game competitively. I, I really like playing competitive games. That's why I play Flesh and Blood now as well. In addition to X Wing, um, please keep my game alive. That's that's my that my that's my implore to AMG. Keep the game alive. Do what you can to foster good uh, good relations with the community as much as you possibly can. Star Wars fanboys are assholes. That's what we are. Um, we're crybaby assholes. We don't want you to change anything, but we also don't want it to remain exactly the same. So good luck balancing that. But please keep my game alive. That's all I yeah, gotta say.
0: Because we sound right now, the community sounds like really crappy Sith, right? Right. That's we sound like, like the
2: same community who saw The, the Force, Force Awakens. No, <laughs> that saw The Force Awakens and went, oh, it's just episode four retooled. And then they changed everything in the next one. And oh, it's much too different than what I know. Like, that's what we sound like right now. Mm hmm.
0: Yep. With that being said, we're gonna go ahead and end the show tonight. I I I, I love this game. I don't want to see this game end. I think that we can provide positive constructive criticism back to them. And you know, because a famous Sith said this once. Pieces a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. But here here you go. You want to know something? It's not going to work in a capitalist system where there is no such thing as the force. It's just not going to (laughs) work. We can rage all we want, and we can say peace is bullshit, and we only believe in passion. But if we don't tailor it and understand how to harness it, the force is not going to come to us. It's it's not going to be here. And I'm not saying don't be passionate. I'm not saying... Don't give a damn. I'm not saying don't fight for the game that you love. I just think that we need to fight in a logical, meaningful way. With that being said, thank you all for joining us tonight. We love you all. Have a good night. And if you could figure out how to get an interview with AMG to come on a stream, uh, we'll happily host any of that. Thank you all. Have a good night. See ya.